I'm sorry, Elliot. I'm sorry. That's moments, though. That's.
Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. It's Thursday. It is Thursday because you're wearing red. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's Thursday. It's April 9th. You know what that means. We're in quarantine and nothing matters. Oh, my goodness. Nothing matters, she says. <laughs> the rain is getting to her or the quarantine is getting to her. She's Yeah, kind of like rain I usually hate. Now I've got, you know, <clears throat> bigger bigger fish to fry than if it rains or not. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It is the Knockin' Dead Comedy Radio Show coming at you live from GovsRadio.com from the legendary Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown. Knockin' Dead Comedy, GovsRadio.com. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, our website. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, a, an app called BoxCast. If you go on your smart TV, if you go on your Roku, if you go on your Fire Stick, you go on your Apple TV, you look for the BoxCast app, and you'll find Govs Radio, and you'll find this show live right now. Very excited. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show yesterday with Eric and Danielle. Super job as always. Um, we can't wait to get this studio back up and running again so everybody can get back in here and we can have some fun with everybody. I miss everybody. You do? I, I do. I oh, certainly do. I miss nice. Eric not being in the studio with us. Uh, I enjoy I miss it all. I miss it all. The, I, I was, uh, you know what? I forgot to tell you, actually. I was, I was texting with Joe C., one of the owners last night, and we were talking about how it's, you know, just not the same around here. But hopefully soon we're back. Hello, Derek Mutisbaugh. Hello, Joan. Hello, Taz. Hello, Sally. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Ted. Hello, Donna. Sarah Martin. Uh, hello, Jessica. Derek says Joey Cola. Did I miss Joey's name? I don't see it there. No, Is he I watching? think he just saw like the picture of him, maybe, because oh. <clears throat> he's in the intro. That's my guess. Um, speaking of Joey, John Blend posted something very nice about Joey today. Oh, that's Feeling nice. the love. Feeling the love. Uh, uh, and I have to say, though, <clears throat> we've been trying to... Somewhat focus on some of the positives of the coronavirus. When, we, when we're in the studio here, we try to talk about it. Hello, Frank. Are we being safe? Yes, we are trying our best. We are not going anywhere except for here. We're infecting except each other at Sally's house anyway. So is it on Google? Uh, Frank, no. But it's almost everywhere else. The it's audio on YouTube, is on. Facebook. The audio is on Spotify. Uh, we're here, so that's a positive. That is correct, Joan. And Carla's watching. Hello, Joan. Uh, hello, Carla. Hello, Zestos. So, so yeah, some so of the positives. Uh, no, it's not six feet, but that's okay because we're. <laughs> um, we're never six feet apart, actually. No. I'll leave it at that. Um, some positives of this virus. <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but I'm hardly getting any spam email. Yeah, or mail. Like <clears throat> like regular postal mail has been much lighter, I think. All right, let me let me right, I'll get back to this in a second cuz a few people are commenting on it now. Like Andrew, uh hello Michelle, hello James Russell, hello Gina. Um hello Rocky, nice to see you. Um commenting on what? Well, because they were talking about Carlos saying we're not 6 feet apart and then a few people were agreeing. Uh love you too James, stay safe. Uh, hope to see you soon, pal. Uh, yeah, we're together. So, you know, you guys aren't six feet apart from your significant others. So, we're, you know, we're significant. <laughs> we're significant. That's the most romantic thing you ever said to me, You're baby. You're my significant, baby. <laughs> you're, 
your significant. So we figured, you know, we're either infecting each other at home or infecting each other here. There's nobody else coming to this into this studio. Nobody else in the building. Well, Anthony Rodilla was in this building. He filmed he filmed a special. There, there's a positive of this virus. Anthony Rodilla, Goomba Johnny, Tara Canastracy, they filmed a special in the club, live from Governor's quarantine special. They did their act in front of nobody. That's hard to do. Is it? Oh, absolutely. You need that crowd. You need the energy. I you need the laughter. I would so rather no one ever <clears throat> see me. Uh, Joan Krupe Escher. What is that? Hearts? Dr. Fedora, Carly, Tony, Sally. Uh, Doctor, We love Dr. Fedora, by the way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, So, uh, which I believe the special will be airing this weekend sometime. So just keep, keep on the lookout for that. Anthony Rodia uh, and Tara and Johnny. Live from the Governor's Comedy Club. Looking forward to that. They're going to make us laugh. Um, yes, no robocalls. Hello, Dr. Ken Pichel. Yeah, no no robocalls, no spam emails. That's been nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, speaking, uh, we mentioned Rodia. Speaking of comedy. That's, that's the only good thing that you have going for you. Like the po- That's your positive is that you're not getting that many emails that you don't want to read. Yes. That was your positive. Well, no, Anthony Rodia doing a comedy special is a positive. And then speaking of comedy, I was going to mention that Chris Monty and Rich Walker, they, they're putting some videos out. It's called Everything is Everything That's Old is New Again. They're putting out some funny videos, the two of them. So we're getting we're getting entertainment that we wouldn't have had. Oh, someone's calling in today. Who's calling in today? Uh well, speaking of Chris Monty, Chris Monty's calling in tomorrow. Right. Very excited about calling that. In today. You don't know who's calling in today? I do. I just can't remember. I remember You know who's calling like in today, a but you happy don't happy feeling when you told me. Like, oh, <laughs> such and such is calling in. A happy oh, feeling. Good. Who gives you... All right, well, so then take a guess. Take some guesses. Who gives you happy feelings? Uh, this would be interesting. <laughs> Who gives you happy feelings? A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Do they... No. Well, how do they... Mark White. Well, how do they... Then how do they make you feel so happy? I don't know. Just... Especially during this time. Now I'm like, hearing Joey Cole. a lot of people. I'm hearing Joey Cola sing... You ever... You know, when in his act, when he sings, I'm... You know, because... Because I'm happy! I can't even do it. Mm. Joey does it. That's why he's Joey Cola. I don't know. It's good to hear from a lot of people. So. We did lose a comic. Jenny Griffin says Jeff Bosey. Yes. Yes. You're right about that. Yeah. All our condolences to Jenny Griffin. Um, and then um, Vic Henley. Um, yeah. There's a few people that have passed. 18, 1,800 deaths yesterday here in New York. 1,800 deaths? Yesterday. Oh, total. Yeah. So far. You got me worried there. Well, there's another positive. David Clark, who's watching now, he's calling in on Tuesday. Very excited about that. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> of course it's cool. Uh, oh, Joey Cola, there he is. Hi, Joey. Joey. Uh, Tony Walker, you get as close to Sally as she'll allow. All right. Ken said. Angela DeBias is watching. Very nice. Uh, Ted Urban is mentioning the Mets. Yeah, we uh, speaking of the Mets, that's another positive, too, because baseball's been gone. But now MLB 20 has been... Uh, putting simulated games, like not fake, yeah, I guess they're kind of fake games, like computerized games on YouTube so you can actually sit and watch. In fact, and then, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, they actually did a game uh, with the Mets where they had Gary, Keith, and Ron calling the game. Oh, that's funny. Which for you Met fans, that's that's a joy because we need their voices right now. I've got slightly better than that. Did you hear that they're going to, that the baseball's coming back hopefully in May? Well, they've been saying that. Yeah, but they they want to do in um, in Arizona. Did you hear about that? No. What are we they talking? They want about? like they want to do. They're talking about the talks are that they're going to use 
a couple of different places in Arizona without fans, but all of the teams kind of play there, like nowhere else. Like all no 30 home. teams are playing in Arizona. Yeah, and they, they have 30 stadiums? And they're No, but they're, they're going to try to alternate it, and they're going to try <laughs> to like sequester people so in like <laughs> hotels and stuff so no one is going back to their families. It was just like talk over like the last couple of days. I didn't hear any of this. And, and why Arizona? I don't know. Do I have no have idea. Like maybe the amount of maybe cases they're or something? maybe they are able to handle it. You know, like you think about who's going to do the Olympics every year, and you have to look at some countries, and you're like, you're not going to be able to do this. Like maybe Arizona has the uh, the ability to pull it off. Who knows? It is nighttime in uh, Australia where Jessica is. Eleven thirteen p.m. Thursday morning. What? Eleven thirteen <sighs> p.m. Thursday morning. Yeah, that's always something's rough. Not, it's always like, no, something's not right there. No? How can it be 11.13 p.m. on Thursday morning? Mm. So are you saying it's 11, It's 11.13 a.m. here? Is it? Are you 12 hours ahead of us in Australia there, Jessica? I thought they were more. I have no idea. That's why I asked her. Speaking of Australia, this <clears throat> is bad news. Um, they've had enough bad news in Australia. I know. But I, I guess I was reading about like the cruise lines, how like they've been like poor people have been like left out to sea, which isn't so bad. I mean, if you're stuck on a cruise, I mean, it's not the end of the world. No, it happened to Elio. Yeah. But um, but uh, police are investigating uh, Sydney, Australia, because this one cruise line, like the Ruby Princess or some type of line, I guess when a month ago when they were taking their cruise, they let everyone get off in Sydney, like while they knew that this virus was going around. And um, they've been able to trace that 600 people have gotten the virus and 15 people have died. And they've all been, you know, it's all gone back to that ship, like just because they let those people off. Like, Does he kill the virus? Oh, do you think maybe that's why they're picking Arizona for baseball? Yes. I was just oh. wondering if that's why the heat is on full blast in here. Oh, yeah, it was a little chilly. It was a little chilly in here? Yeah, when it rains, it's like a little cold. Oh. Are you burning? Are you not? Not yet. Uh, players, yeah, the players don't want to do it, says Frank. Players on deck cannot be in the batter's box. Yes, as of now. Very low cases. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah, how's that? That doesn't make sense to me. Like, what are you going to have? Like, three guys in the dugout, one guy yeah, in the batter's box? Yeah, all games in Phoenix. Like, they're going to try to, like, <clears throat> make every single team go there. And then you're going to quarantine these guys from their families. And what if it doesn't work? What if, for whatever reason, they play two games and then they stop? But then these guys, are they won't be able to go home because they're all around each other to play these games. And then they're stuck in their hotels. Now, I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Plus, we, we I don't know. I start getting back to life at some point. So maybe well, they true. were hoping since, you know, places are peaking a little quicker than they thought. Maybe they were hoping May would be better than because people have been saying June. So maybe they were just hopeful. I would. Well, yeah, June. If Well, yeah, you figure there has to be some kind of spring training still. And July is usually the halfway point. I, I say screw it. Just even if it doesn't count. Even if it's a whole year of exhibition, man, just let them play, just just for the fans and just to get, you know, part of the economy rolling again, getting people to spend money at the stadiums. Just bring it back. So even if fine, let it be a championship based on a half season. Let's just let's just do it. Just do it. Kurt Knapp is watching. Hi, Kurt Knapp. Uh, another positive is that we're getting daily 
Mr. Poppin to his videos. That's always a positive. Oh, and Joey Cole has been posting funny videos. You see, you see the one where he's trying to start the the uh, the thing. He's doing yard work. He's doing yard work. Yeah. Lots of Joey Cola videos. Like I said, Chris Monty and Rich Walker have been putting out videos. Um, David Clark has been doing live performances. Uh, it's just great stuff. Anthony, like I mentioned, Anthony Rodia. You, you're avoiding the question here. What's the question? Is I, it is it warm in here? Well, that, that too. Question? No, you, uh. I, you, you were guessing who's going to be calling in today. We have a special guest calling in today, and you're forgetting who it is. So you said you all you remember is that it's somebody that makes Rich you happy. Walker? Uh, no, oh. but I well yeah I, I said you can take some guesses, but I also wanted to know how does somebody qualify as making you somebody that makes you happy? Like what are they what are they bringing to you? Oh, they're funny. They have interesting conversation, not just like you know, not just a large penis. Yeah, like I like when they call in. I like when the people call in and they have like interesting <clears throat> things to say, not just like bum bum jokes. Like <laughs> like I just did. Yeah. David Clark says yes. At one point, you just got to get out there and end this. I, I agree. I agree 100%. It's, I, just, I'm, I am a little worried, though, man. I just hope – I love the technology. I love the fact that we can all keep in touch. Thank God, because what else would we be doing? But I, I just hope it doesn't become the norm. I hope, you know, the elbowing doesn't become yeah. the norm. Well, I need to hug. I need to hug you, you man. You like to um, – I like to hug. You like to shake hands, too. <clears throat> I'm a big handshaker. Like, I kind of hope the whole handshaking thing goes away because, ew – but you love shaking hands. Like what? it's like part of like you're like, hey, how are you? What does that even mean? Ew. Like, I don't want to touch people's hands. There is there is a million now. All right, now I'm not trying to be insensitive to COVID, but I kind of like hugging them. There's a million different ways that germs are being passed around, and if we, you know, uh, and why stop at wiping stuff down? You know, you might as well just, you know. Bundle up in your house and never come out for the rest of your lives. No, and but you're still not going to. That's your choice. Touching someone's hand that they just sneezed into, or staying in your house and never seeing anyone again. There's nothing in the middle. That, but that's my point. That's my point. There is nothing in the middle. You're never going to beat every germ that's floating out there in any way. But you could take some precautions. And shaking, not shaking hands anymore you is a love precaution. Shaking hands. I know you love shaking hands. It's a gesture. It's it's a sign of. Of camaraderie and solidarity and love and friendship and we're in this and high and we're we're confidants. We're chemosabis. You shake hands and you go in for like the, the hug and then the big hug and I like the hugging part. <clears throat> oh, so so what how is that? Hey Cindy. Cindy Bradley. We gotta play some more Cindy Bradley music in here. Yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. Vinny Mark is watching. Hello, Vinny. Hope all is well. So I hope something, I hope but we like chill you? out a little bit more. Like I think it's been nice to like spend not so much time at work. I hope social distancing doesn't become the norm. You know, like, like baseball games. What are they going to do? They're going to remove seats now so that every seat is six feet apart? I hope this six feet apart crap yeah, but goes uh, away. Uh, yeah, but you I understand the why it's got to be done. When you go to a stadium, you hate people next to you. So what? Why are you complaining about this mm-hmm. now? You're like, oh, if I can have an aisle seat, I, blah, blah, well, that's blah, a leg blah, thing. Blah, blah. I bet you were like that before the leg. Oh, of course I was. Yeah, because you don't like that. Like so, so here you no, are. If you, I know you, you no, hate if, people next to you. No. but now you're complaining. If that I know you, you, don't want it. No, if I go to a baseball game with you, Eric Sevlin, Joe Murphy, Nick Ho, Jeff Skelzy, I'm sitting next to my people and I'm having a blast. A stranger is just someone you haven't met yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that you're absolutely right. I've gone to plenty of ball games 
where I've sat next to somebody I didn't know and we had a great time. Not often, though. Not often enough that you, I want to keep doing You get irritated it. right away when someone you don't know sits down <clears> next to you. Like if they like move their elbow or something or if their legs yeah, are well, a bit close Yes, to I don't you. like – yeah, I, I don't like, like – You get like personally offended. Yeah, but there's that, un- there's that unwritten thing. You know, when you sit down next to a stranger, you kind of – you know, you bring it in a little bit. You know, you try not to, you know, hit them. You know, I just – I hate people when they, you know – they sit down and they, they take over. I hate, yeah, I hate when they take over and they, and they take the armrest. Like you kind of, you kind of, all right, you, you know, oh, you see the armrest isn't taken and you, you use it. Or like you kind of like try to take turns somehow. And I just hate, you know, getting elbowed and, you know, <laughs> I, that's the stuff I hate. See, I like to like people watch all of that. And like, oh, I love and, people I, and I love to like people watch you get like all like <clears throat> irritated about that stuff. Like I just like. So you enjoy me being in pain is what you're saying. Just how flustered Freak. you get so fast. Like in five seconds, you, you, I can feel it and you're like, oh, this is going to be the worst <clears throat> hour of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I usually get, well, yeah, because I usually get, you know, the, the three, the 800 pound you guy. You do. You have, you have exceptionally and, bad luck. <clears throat> and we've talked about this here before, but I'll bring it up again. Exceptionally bad luck. Yeah. Last summer when we went to the Independent <laughs> Music Awards with Elio Pace because he was nominated and won, by the way, we go to this damn ceremony, this award ceremony, and it was cool. We're meeting all these different people from all over the world, all these independent musicians, um, people like um, – there were a few celebrities that were there. Yeah, I can't think of who. A couple of like – one uh, woman who I – like Dota – D- Dido? Dido? She wasn't Dido? there. She wasn't there. She was nominated and won, though. Yeah. Right. She just wasn't there. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about people that were there. Yeah, well, they, you know, they showed their so, stuff. It was fun. So we sit there. <laughs> we sit right in front of me. Like I said, there's people from all over the world. And how do you even know? You couldn't even see. <clears throat> right. In, sitting down right in front of me. And first of all, not only was this guy probably six foot five. 400 yes, pounds. he's not exaggerating. No. He is not exaggerating. <laughs> but he sits down, and it was like one of those cartoons. Two of them. I was getting to that. There's, they have, like, the guy sits down, and he has, like, in the cartoons, the old, he was, little sweaty. He was from Texas. He had one of those big, giant cowboy hats. So like, like, yeah. Like, his, like, he could have had his baby like inside the hat or something. It was a really nice... So, we, we see him come. We sat down first. We see this guy coming. And there were, you know, there was several of us. There was Elio. There was Amy. There was Pete. Uh, Elio's dad, Sally and I. Uh, John and MJ were with us. So we're all sitting there. And we just kind of felt it. We're all just kind of looking at each other. We just kind of knew these guys were going to sit in front of us. More, We weren't so sure about in front of me. We just, but we just knew that one of us were going to get screwed here. Yeah. Sure enough, boom, right in front of me. I'm like, you've got to be kidding to the my worst right, luck. but then to my right, next to him was his buddy or brother, whoever you know, a relative or he. W- they were together. He wasn't as tall or as big, but he had the same exact hat. Yeah. So I couldn't even move to my right to to get a better glimpse of what was going on. I, I basically stared at hats yeah. for an hour. I know, like there were walls of men. Like it was, and it's so weird because like I'm like five feet, and <clears throat> even even if I'm at like a place, I don't sit like straight up just because you know it's kind of rude. So, but it always seems to me that like the people that are over <clears throat> six foot, they sit so straight, and to like not know that you shouldn't wear your hats inside like maybe in texas you wear your oh it's a norm i believe yeah all right well i'm gonna go back read some comments 
Yeah. You, you still have to guess who's who's calling in at 1145. Uh, yeah, okay. So 1145, so, someone who makes me happy. Vinny Salvato. This is Vinny from Arizona. How you doing? I'm a truck driver, and I've noticed that not too many states or people are taking this serious. I also agree with the handshaking. Uh, no, I just, well, speaking here in, on Long Island, I think people are taking it seriously. Yeah, well, we have to because we're like, like, other than New York, I wonder if they're taking it seriously. Hello, John Permlin. Hope you guys are feeling good. I, I, I didn't recall. Did Lilo, what was her diagnosis? Did she, did she in fact have it or no? She was pretty sick. But I know she's doing better, so I'm happy to hear that. Ken Pichelle's a hugger. He said that when he there comes go. here, he's going to like hug us both, be warned. I am, <clears> too. I'm a, I'm a huge hugger. Joe Staz is watching. Teresa Scarpelli is watching. Hello, Teresa. I even taught Bonnie Scalise had a hug. You did, and you smacked came, each other's butts. I came in slow. I was like, come on, bring it in. She's like, I don't really hug. And I'm like, <clears> I know. I'll be gentle. And then she kind of like... Like the second time I like met Bonnie, like I realized she like her body kind of relaxed and eased into it. Like okay, yeah, she did. I feel safe, and I taught her how to hug. And you taught her how to spank. No. Yes, you did. You guys. Why is right it the here. only thing you ever remember? Because it was hot. No, the hug was hot too. And then speaking of John Perlman, you touched Lilo's boobies in here in no, this I very didn't. room. Yes, you did. I thought she touched mine. Oh yeah, you're right. See, you've worked this all into equally this, as hot. This whole thing in your head. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bad thing? <laughs> yes. Robert Shapiro is watching. Hello, Robert. Um. All right. Well, are you taking guesses or what? I'm trying to kill time while you're trying to think. Who's gonna call? I don't know. I don't remember. <clears throat> is it a comic? It's a boy. I know it's a boy. <laughs> it's a boy. It's a boy. Is it a boy? <laughs> and it's a comic. Uh, Working on being comic? No. Or just funny in its own right, but doesn't do stand-up? That's... You're getting warm. Chris Savini. No. Uh, I'm trying to think who would like... I'd be like, yay! Um, Chris Savini makes you go, yay! Yeah, he so does. Chris Savini will make you go, yay, tonight. I believe he's doing another... He is spinning some tunes again tonight. Yeah, he's doing nineties. <clears throat> yeah, oh, man. is that right? Tonight is nineties. You know, uh, uh, Joe. Um, Joe de Jesu. Joe de de Jesu. No, de de Jesu. That's what I said. Okay. Um, he did a nineties uh, <clears throat> hour in here, and um, I didn't think that I would really like it because I didn't think that I liked that much nineties, but it <clears throat> it was so good. Like I forgot all those songs were. During that time, there's some good songs there. Yeah, it's not, so Chris it's not do a our great error, job. but yeah, I always thought that it wouldn't <clears> be, but yeah, it's there's a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff in the '90s that I think we forget. Joe DeJesu working on a return to GovsRadio.com, by the way, working on putting uh, something together for within the next week or two. Uh, speaking of music, I got a whole bunch of stuff here. Speaking of Govs Radio, speaking of music, speaking of music. Do you guys see this nude Bob Dylan thing? I know it, I'm I'm like a uh, week or yeah. so late with this, but Bob Dylan has put out a song. What was it called? Murder, murder among us or something? Yeah, murder was the first word. I f- yeah, I forget exactly the title. Uh, something murder <coughs> fail something. I, I don't remember. I'll look it up. This song is 17 minutes long. It's actually not too bad. It, it goes by kind of fast. I listened to he it. He sings very. <coughs> Well, 
Well, it's Bob Dylan for crying out loud. I'm just kidding. I was just trying to make fun of why it's <clears> 17 <throat> minutes. <laughs> like he sings in whale. It's usually, you know, three and a half minutes, but he sings in whale. But I read this morning, and I and I, after I read it, I X'd out of it, and I meant to check the source. So I don't even know what website I was looking at. So I, it, it might be false, but I read something this morning that says Bob. that this was Bob. This song is Bob Dylan's first number one song. Uh, Murder Most Foul, F-O-U-L. Murder, Murder Most, Most foul. foul. I can't believe it's <clears throat> his only number one. I can't believe he doesn't have 25 number ones. Well, I, I guess it's possible. I mean, even Elvis, I mean, he won what, only three Grammys in his life? So, But what's the category? Like, number, like it never hit the top of any... Chart, none of it actually songs. does kind of make sense to me because you know during the '60s, you know during protest time, you know I bet a lot of stations you know were a little leery about playing it. Then you have the fact that you know the man's voice is not very good, so no, I, I it actually kind of makes sense to me that he he's never had a number one. I don't believe it. <clears throat> All right, Sally doesn't believe it. I'm looking it up. Hello, Alyssa Stolzer Shapiro. Sal Couture is watching. Hello, Sal. Hope you're feeling okay. Sal got a new shoulder. Oh, really? Really. Hmm. Carol Miner, the sexy Carol Miner down there in Texas. Carol posted a picture of herself, you know, like one of those cartoon things, but she has, you know, Texas Ranger stuff on. Very bad. Should be Mets or Hicksville. Bob Dylan's first number one song. This is crazy. It's crazy. He should have gotten so much more. Well, he's gotten plenty. He's rich. He's famous. He's considered, you know, one of the best songwriters ever, probably the best songwriter of the 20th century. He's gotten plenty. He's not complaining. Why did Sal get a shoulder replacement? Did he have like, he bored. like rotator cuff issues? Did he have like arthritis in the bone? Why did he did he, he damage it or hurt? He has it? a vagina in his shoulder. Ah. So they needed to take it out. Did they replace it with a penis or they just replaced the bone? They replaced the bone. Hmm. I wonder how that that works. I bet it's a difficult surgery to come back from because everything if you think about it like like when you have a hip replacement or a knee replacement you you bear weight on it but the shoulder if you think about it like all the ligaments and muscles are on the side of your body and they have to like hold it in place you don't you probably even realize holding it in place because it could just fall right off you so bearing hanging weight must hurt when it's healing no i was just thought it was funny you just like yeah, it's like a, it's a, you know, if just if you think about it, I mean, I could be wrong, but I would imagine that it, it probably takes longer to heal because it's just hanging there. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe they tied a string to the ceiling and he, had, and he was kept like this. Yeah, and to get like full motion, to like be able to like get full motion, you can't even keep it held up that long. Otherwise, you'll get like a frozen shoulder. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Poor Sal. He said he's doing much better. I spoke to Sal the other day. Good. Okay, good. But then he's got to do the other th- other shoulder. No. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. This poor guy. Sorry, Sal. <clears throat> Amateur. Lose a limb. <laughs> You're still not guessing. I, uh, this well, is... okay. So it's <clears throat> so it's someone have they called on the show before? They have been in this room with us before, a few times. I, I'm saying they. I'm he. He has been in this room. He is a pleasure to watch. We've seen him perform. So he is a stand-up comic. I didn't say that. Music. I didn't say that either. It's not music or comedy. Why are we I watching di- him stand up? I didn't. 
I didn't say any of those things. I don't think you're good at this 21. <clears throat> I don't think you're good at this guesses. guessing thing. I didn't say, I never said, I never said he was a musician. I never said that it wasn't, I never said that it wasn't comedy. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said, does he do stand up? And you're like, uh, I said, <laughs> I said comedy. I said comedy. I did not say the word stand up. I know who it is. Thank you. See, I knew you would get it once I. I know. Cause, yeah, because yeah, that means he does shows. Right. Yeah, so it's Scott Baker. And he does make me happy. Yeah. <clears throat> Scott Baker, a good friend of ours, a great guy, hilarious. Yeah, what would you call Just call him an improv artiste? Yeah. Improv artist, uh, Scott Baker, of the famous duo Isaacs and Baker, sometimes Mark and Baker. Um, yeah, so sorry Just a super, but... super, super guy. He's calling in. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's been posting nothing but positive stuff, funny stuff. He's just a great guy. So looking forward to chatting with him in about 10 minutes or so. I'll open up the phone lines now in case anybody wants to call ahead of time. Uh, but Scott is due to call around 1145. Uh, so hang tight for that. It's going to be great. Scott Baker, a great guy. Carol Miner, I love my Texas Rangers, but always a place in my heart for the Mets. I miss baseball. Yeah, so um, people are saying – so I'm not I'm not the only one who heard of this. So people are saying the players aren't happy about doing it, but they're still talking about it. But, you know, it's something. I don't like it. Um, Rob says that shoulder surgery sucks. He's still recovering from last year. Wow. Yeah. Eric had shoulder surgery. And he didn't, and he still has issues with his shoulder. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe it ripped, or maybe he didn't, never got full function. You have to like stay on top of it. Like his brain. Yeah. It's not full function. <laughs> uh, today is Thursday. Uh, we've uh, we've premiered Quarantine Life, uh, new show here at GovsRadio.com. Uh, every single day at two o'clock. Every single day, seven days a week, starting this past Monday. Uh, one of your GovsRadio.com hosts, uh, they just come on at 2 o'clock and they talk about what they're doing, you know, how they're passing the time during this quarantine. Uh, Daniel Asher started on Monday. Tom Galati uh, was on uh, was on Tuesday. Yesterday, Mike O'Toole was on yesterday. Really enjoyed Mike. I, I enjoyed really, all yeah, three Yeah, I really liked Mike's. Mike was talking like a lot about <clears throat> like um, the his the beer that, you know, he's interested in because he has the work show and... You know, he talked a lot about his family and the Mets, and I enjoyed it. Today, being that it's Thursday, here on Govs Radio, we normally have Thursday afternoons. We normally have Let's Eat Long Island with Chef Felix. But um, being that we can't have any guests, and Felix needs guests on his show, you know, because they talk about food, they bring the food out. So that's one of the few shows that have not been able to go on during this time. But being it is his time slot. Today is Felix's turn to host Quarantine Life. He's got two slots. Michael, actually, almost everybody has two, two different um, uh, times that they get to do it. Uh, Felix is one of them. Felix is also working on possibly doing another show during this quarantine time until Let's Eat Long Island can come back. Oh yeah, he's working on it. Yeah, it might have to do with you know just talking f- food and working on recipes and stuff. Uh, but he is hosting Quarantine Life today at 2 o'clock. Looking forward to Felix and seeing what he's doing. Tomorrow, <clears throat> tomorrow is going to be fun. Tomorrow's Quarantine Life. It's going to be a good day on GovsRadio.com because we have Chris Monty calling in tomorrow. Chris is always a lot of fun. But then Quarantine Life is going to be hosted by Bobby Inns from Limo Talk with Grass. 
Oh, that'll be great. That'll be a lot of fun. Bobby will finally get to speak. He's doing Friday. And he's funny, yes. Uh, Ken Pichelle PT to shoulder for five to six months is a crazy, intricate process. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's four, I think there's only four <clears throat> muscles that hold the shoulder in place. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And and they're small, so I don't imagine it's very difficult. Mike's Met stuff was cool, says Ken Pichelle. Yeah, he did have a lot of cool Met stuff. I was a little jealous. Do you know Linda Tripp died? Remember Clinton? Yeah, I remember Linda Tripp. Yeah, she's, she's 70. She died from cancer. No kidding. Yeah. I was just, and I feel that bad. That was a good, great segue, by the way. Yeah, no, I was just like looking at my notes. And um, do you remember when John Goodman played her on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I had totally forgotten I about t- that. Like when I saw that she died, I feel <clears> really <throat> bad because it was like probably the fifth thing that I thought about. I the thought press about. was pretty awful to her. I remember. Really awful to her. I remember. I don't remember what it, you know, what, if it was New York Post or whoever it was. I remember somebody, though, posting pic or printing pictures of her next to, like, Howard Stern, like, trying to, you know, basically saying, like, they look like each other. Yeah. But John, I, the thing about John Goodman is he really did look a lot like her. <laughs> yeah, she had a rough time, that Linda Tripp. Yeah. So she, well, she died of cancer, huh? Yeah, I guess it started breast cancer and it <clears throat> ended up being um, pancreas. There. Felix should have a show about Telly Savalas. What does that mean? Did he know him? That. Yeah, did he know him? Or just is it a Greek thing? You racist Taz. Oh. Speaking of racist, Mark White is watching. Hey, Mark White. Hello, Mark White. Speaking of people that make you happy. That was your first guest, though, right? I when, love Mark White. Wow. Wow, she just blurted that out there. I do. So, yeah, so we're looking forward to Bobby Inns uh, and Felix today. Bobby Inns tomorrow. Um, what else you got? Oh, you know what else I got? I got, you know, and uh, Mark would probably enjoy this. Um, He's sitting home going, I doubt it. <laughs> um, oh, it's Thursday. We should call it Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Why? Because I was looking up all the conspiracy theories that are going on with this coronavirus. Okay. <clears throat> oh, like... Uh, um, <clears throat> with two with the two o'clock special that you guys have when Anthony is up next will be next will he be awake at two o'clock to do it he Graz is uh Jeff Graz is actually doing it uh, on Saturday Graz will be there on Saturday so uh, hopefully he's up hello Omar Haddad thanks for watching uh yeah so there have been some conspiracy theories around this this virus. Uh, one I know, we, we you and I have talked about this whole vi- 5G thing. Yeah. <clears throat> some some friends have sent us stuff, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard. That seems to be the most popular conspiracy theory, that it all has to do with 5G. Um, but Woody Harrelson, John Cusack, and a few other people have been posting about it. They believe, like they believe it's true? They believe this oh, so 5G you, thing. There's just one conspiracy theory that you're talking about. Do you have and a list? I have a few. Oh, okay, all right. The hell was that? Well, I thought you were moving on to the next one, but then you were hanging back to this one. So, well, I was still. But talk about the five. About yeah, talk about the five G thing. <clears throat> People just—they're um, saying the five G is uh, just that Bill Gates put put in. Yeah, go ahead. No, go. No, I think you you probably would explain it better than me because you're smart. I'm smart. <laughs> no, they're saying that um, that. Bill Gates put a lot of money into uh, coming up with uh, with 5G, but he also 
like it's he it's the rollout for it started in China in that city that started all of this. Yeah, was it M- Muan or something? Is that the name? Yeah. Of it? Yeah, the yeah, apparently the 5 to roll out the 5G, the the waves of 5G, the it it's just it's too harmful on the human body. Yeah, people have been saying that it's harmful, but I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or if it's true or not. Mark White, he says, "Hello, you racist." Mark, when uh, when things are getting back to normal and we're going out, we're doing things, we're enjoying ourselves. Oh, thank you so much for turning that oh, heat off. Welcome. I was actually going to do it a little early, and then I forgot. Oh, man, it was really getting brutal. And then I was thinking, I'm so warm and toasty, <clears throat> and then I forgot toasty. about you. Um, Mark, I, when, well, yeah, when things are back up and going again and you guys reschedule your tour, I would like to do a special in the little room here at Governor's where the spin doctors come and maybe you guys play acoustic, but ma- uh, here and there, but mainly uh, just a Q&A session. And we broadcast it live on GovsRadio.com. There, I've said it. Please explain 5G thing, no clue. Gina, you're, you and Robert Shapiro are both watching. You guys are our human Wikipedias. You guys look it up. We're not explaining it well. But yeah, supposedly, yeah, Bill Gates rolled out the 5G and... It was, it's too, it's too, some people feel it's too harmful and it's somehow spreading the virus. That's, I don't really, but it's something like that. You guys look it up. <laughs> um, some people are saying it's a biological weapon, a mad experiment that run amok and was released on society anyway. All right, I'll Wuhan, China. Oh, th- thank you. See, there's our Wikipedia's right there. I said Wuhan. It's Wuhan. Wuhan. No, oh, speaking of racist, Kenny Shevlin is watching. Hello, Kenny Shevlin. Kenny Shevlin says the 5G shit is nonsense. Kenny, can you explain it, the 5G thing, the, the, the conspiracy theory? Then another conspiracy theory I have is that the U.S. Army started spreading the virus. <clears throat> 5G is like turning a microwave on outdoors, and Bill Gates is a champion of eugenics. <clears throat> they said that the rollout of the faster 5G internets either causing or accelerating the spread of the of the virus. It's hard to pinpoint the source of the theory. It was first heard as a rumor early in March, but it, it's appeared to pick up first week in April. So, yeah, so I don't know if it's a bunch of... <clears throat> Mark, why is it never going to happen? He's talking about a Q&A with a spin... Do- why not? Yeah, why not? You know, get you, you know, we'll get you a split at the door or something. Come on, just do it. We, we, need, we need a lot of cool things. That, you know, once, you know, to get everybody's spirits back up. You guys, I mean, two out of four of you live in New York. So when you guys are touring, you're in the area next, just, you know, keep a night open on the calendar to come in here. You would be better, you would have a better chance of getting the Rolling Stones to do that. Why? You are live in the Knock'em Dead Comedy Radio Show. Who's this? I I have a theory also on the conspiracy notes. <clears throat> But it's not going to be a good one. No, well, no, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Let Let's think about possibly maybe all the world leaders got together. Yeah. Put the, put together this quote unquote pandemic and put every and slow down the world just so we can lessen carbon emissions and clean up the air and the planet. And then afterwards they go, you see, 
Now we save the earth at the same time. We did we did two birds with one stone. Look at that. Well, yeah, there there have been the reports about how the uh, how pollution has gone down significantly since all this has started. It's probably because people aren't shaking so hands anymore. We're not shaking hands. We're doing the elbows. We're we're not, you know. And I'm really aggravated. I'm really. And here's the other thing that really bothers me. I mentioned uh, last week about my Seven Elevens closing. Yes. Every single like a lot of them, but all of them on 109 closed. One of them is boarded up. Oh, what wow. Happened, That's not good. Why it happened that they had to do that, and now at what risk were certain people at going into these 7-Elevens? Well, maybe it's not boarded up because of uh, the virus. It's probably boarded up because they don't want anyone to, like, you know, throw a chair in there and steal bubblegum or something, you know? Like, just to, like, well, you know. The other, throwing the a chair and steal bubblegum. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, what do you need? What do you need? You need to get your uh, your e-cigarette and your uh, your coffee from there. I mean, what else? What is there to steal, really? You know, toilet yeah. paper. But uh, uh. pen and paper. But and, and and your daily news. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, all these types of dairies, but still sucks. Night. Oh, I love Nyquil. <laughs> You love, I wow, know. I've never seen anybody get so excited over NyQuil. You know, when it's the only <laughs> thing that makes you sleep and you're sick, it really well, is there yeah, for absolutely. you. Yeah. yeah, I love it too. <clears throat> it, it is weird because, it, it's weird because the, you know, no matter what time of day you're driving or what time of night you're driving, you can always depend on a 7-Eleven to be open. So, you know, if you want to get coffee or candy or cigarettes or something. Um, so, um, <clears throat> you know, so it is weird to see them, to see them boarded up. I mean, I mean, fortunately, not all of them. The one right over here is, is open. Uh, the one d- down by your house is open. Yeah. So. How'd, you, wait, how'd, you know, how'd you know the one by my house is open? We follow you everywhere. Okay. That, that's, that helps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but other than that, that, that's why I want to bring my one little conspiracy theory. But other than that, now listen. So you, you wait, a minute. State, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your, what, consp- what, your, what? <laughs> your conspiracy what? theory is Wait, <laughs> your conspiracy is 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 uh, only only Jeff oh Bosey only out. Jeff Bosey could have a conspiracy theory that's a positive one. Holy Christ! I'm just so amazed by it. I've never heard a positive conspiracy theory before. Hey, listen, you know that's you know <clears throat> I don't mean to brag about you know my ways, but you know hey. <laughs> well, I'm impressed, and I like it. So at least, Thank you, uh, at least if they are boarding us up, at least they're doing it for good reason. So we'll be breathing fresher, cle- cleaner air when all this is done. Yeah, thanks. I Dad. can't wait for it to be done. <clears throat> Me too. I've had enough. I'm getting, is, I'm getting sick of this. Okay. Well, the only thing I do like is the fact that uh, traffic. Oh my God, I love the LIE these days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is nice. The yeah, the traffic like yeah. Every day when we're coming here, I, I, I say to Sally, he's like, this is beautiful. This, there's nobody on the road. He does. So there's another positive. It's great. Another it's great. Positive. Hey, all these positives are coming out. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, other than that, uh, you guys have a great day. You and too, I can't pal. wait to find out what Dr. Fedora has to say this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, well, he, well I, uh, what he, uh, do you have the uh, scoop? Is he returning to, to Don Sill this, uh, this Saturday? 
Absolutely. And uh, nice. I, I, I heard he's going to bring up some interesting things also. I, well, I heard to the grapevine. Somebody told me. Well, he, already, he always does. So I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for the inside scoop. <laughs> so you guys have a great one, and uh, I'll talk to you then. You too, buddy. See Thanks, you later. Jeff. <clears throat> All right. Jeff Bosey, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So Scott Baker is ready. We are going to give him a call right now. Let's see. Uh, okay. You don't have to do area code? No. Okay. It's ringing. Hello? Hello? Yay. Tony. Scott Baker, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Everything good? Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little uh, distant, but uh, nothing, uh, you know, nothing my ears can't handle. Yeah, we, we well, hear you perfect. Yeah, we hear you just fine. Uh, all right, all fir- right, great. First things first. How how are you? Everybody's good over there. I'm good. Is that Sally over there too? Yes. Hey, Sal. Uh, you guys, let me tell you something. You guys, I, we don't get to see each other or talk as much, uh, the three of us. But I really hold you guys in a high regard as people. Really, oh. the two of you folks are just people. Should know how good you guys really are. You're always supporting the local talent. You're always got good words to say, but you're not bullshit. Oh, can I say that? No, you don't BS people. You, you know what I mean? You're, you're upfront. You're honest, man. It's like, you know, if you say something, it means something. And just in my book, credibility goes a long way. When you don't have to backtrack over, gee, is that person being straight with me? And you guys are the top of the list. You're yes. really good people. That's really nice. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, we try. We try to be just that. <laughs> did, I, did, I, did, I read, did I read it right, Tony? <laughs> I was just about to say, that's the reason why we called. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Bye-bye now, Scott. Well, hey, likewise, Checks pal. It, <laughs> it takes one to know one, pal. And, uh, yeah, we don't get to spend as much time with you as we'd like to. But, um, yeah, likewise, you're just, uh, you've always been super and generous and, uh, so, and, and extremely funny on the stage. Yeah. Uh, just one of our favorites to... Uh, one of the reasons why we're so happy to have gotten involved with Governors because it gave us a chance to uh, to get to know you and uh, it, it, John Blend. You know, like you, I've known who John's you are. John's a great guy, right? And I, I and like John, both of you, I've known who you both of you are for years, but I never knew you personally until just you know within the past year or two. So um, and Joey uh-huh. Joey Cola, who I've known but not that well, and now he's you know a super close friend, and uh, so. Yeah, just, Joey's always lending a, even from yeah. back in the day, always, especially for the young comics, he's always a guy you can bend an ear and he'll, you know, uh, he'll be nice. He'll always find something nice about your set that he can help you with instead of ripping something apart, you know, which, which is good. Cause, you know, comedy, people who don't know comedians, let you all folks in a little secret. There are many comedians that use the stage as their own therapy and they forget that your job is to, uh, it's not your, not about your therapy up there. If it helps, this therapy, great, but it's really about, the people who are in the seats making them leave feeling good. And, um, you know, Joey's the first guy to, to help the newcomers, even from back in the day. Yep, absolutely right. It's, you know, uh, yeah, from my own personal experience, uh, I'm, I kind of, I'm in a weird position here because we got involved in Governors, you know, at, at such a late age. So the, the new guys, you know, the younger guys that are just starting out, we're not, we don't, you know, they look at us like, who are these old people? So we're not really in with them. And then you right. guys, you know, who, you know, you and Joey Cola and, and all these guys that have been doing this for a while, we're the same, we're in the same age range, but we're new to this, to this, to this scene. So, you know, so we haven't really, 
it's taken a little bit of time to get in with you guys because we didn't go through the trenches with you guys. So, um, but as we get to know everybody here, you know, again, you, John Blend, Joey Cola, Peter Bales, uh, just John, Jackie Martin, Jackie Martin, uh, Tim Gage, just have some of the you know the veterans have just been super so welcoming and um, uh, and it's really meant it's really meant a lot. It's helped us personally. It's helped you know us try to build the station and our shows. Um, so again, thank you for all the, the kind words, pal. And, um, oh, uh, no, no problem. You know, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because we talk about that a lot with, um, a lot of comedians and, um, from the old timers, uh, when I say old timers, oh, I got to shut my thing here cause I have you wait a minute. Here we go. So, um, the, uh, I was, I, I, I never knew I, I left comedy to, to continue with my boxing career and, and, and finish college back in the day when the old East side was up. Right. And right after I left is when Kevin James came through and Ray Romano came through. Right. But I was uh, there when um, it was Rosie O'Donnell, um, and I missed Eddie Murphy. But all those guys, you know, everyone came through that club. Right. So I was talking, uh, we, I went to a benefit, and, you know, Richie Minervini is a, is a god to me because uh, of who he is, not just what he's done for everybody here on Long Island with that old club, Eastside Comedy Club, right. which is in a way what James is really doing with his clubs now. He gives everybody a chance, which is phenomenal. You know, James turned out to be almost like the second coming, although James isn't a comedian, but at least he gives people chances. You know what I mean? Yeah, James sizes so, people up pr- pretty quickly. I, he, I well, like James has a lot of street smarts. James comes from an era that a lot of people don't anymore. There's no, there's no crying closets with James. There's no safety blankets. There's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. James is a smart, street smart. Look, this is a business. You're a good guy. You're a good person. Let's talk. Let's cut through the bullshit guy. Uh, like I said, Richie, Richie was a street smart guy, but Richie was also a comedian. So we had that side of him going, but, um, I was talking to, uh, I, I met, um, uh, Gary Valentine, which people don't know, you know, it's Kevin James's brother, right. um, who's a, who's, in his own right, a phenomenal talent. I mean, Valentine's stand-up is phenomenal. He's just, he's phenomenal on stage. Yeah. And um, so, you know, Gary and I were, were talking at a benefit that Richie was doing with Manny, and uh, Tugboat Manny, and we were talking about that. The, in, back in the day, the older comics, we would stay and watch and listen and support, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, maybe you want to try this tag. Maybe you want to put this word in and take that word out. And it was all done for help, and it was a lot of support, and we'd play softball games, you know, versus the clubs and the comedians. And the newer guys, it just seems like everything is about how do I get my face on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok, and it doesn't seem to be that camaraderie. It just, or it just seems not honesty and camaraderie. It just seems like it's a echo chamber. It's definitely two different eras. I'm not saying they're not talented or anything like that, but you know, maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm leaning you know, towards the, generational thing because they, I mean, you're right. They they lean a lot towards social media, but but that's just you know back in you know like you said back in the day, it used to be hitting the clubs. Where now it's the social media is 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 most of the exposure so they they might not even yeah. have a lot of the opportunities to you know kind of become a, a group or you know become a clique to get to know each other That's that true. well you know which is a That's sad true. thing yeah because it's a lot of bringer shows now people do an open mic and you got a bringer yes. you know um where back in the day it was okay you know what there's no other choices it's eight stations on television so people had to leave their house right. so you know you you went on a wednesday night and you got a spot you know like you were the 15th comic up and they said okay when you're first starting out do three minutes let's see what you got if you did better you got five minutes if you did better, you got seven minutes then to the 18th spot you got the 11th spot you know so 
it was just brought up differently. But uh, I, you know, I, I do think uh, I hope anyway with this virus that everyone's kind of putting uh, you know putting reality back in in uh, in perspective and, and and appreciating the value of things, not the price of things. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I agree a hundred percent, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, once this is all as we start to get back to normal, people will. Yeah, like you said, not stop worrying about the, the, the money and just get out and do things and celebrate, and then people like us will be able to go out and perform and and uh, get a lot of work out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I do think so. I think, you know, I, again, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not here preaching for someone or, you know, preaching against someone, but I like to consider myself uh, uh, a well-informed person. I like to do a lot of my own research, and I do think um, – the president and Congress, their stimulus package, although I think there's too much in it. You know, I don't think you need $25 million for the Kennedy Center and then they lay people off. Right. But um, I do think that that stimulus package, if people can take their personal distaste or animosity towards one or another politician, mm-hmm. they have to look at this package and go, you know what, when these checks do start hitting with the unemployment and the stimulus and the small business loan associations saving small businesses, People are going to want to get out of their house. They're going to want to go out. It may take right. a month or two to lag behind, but they're going yeah. to want to go and they're going to appreciate it. More, I know they I will because I'm like I'm such an introvert, and even and so for me, I'm like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And, <laughs> and even 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 I'm like the other day I caught myself like thinking, wow, I'd love to go out to lunch. So if I'm thinking it. Yep. Then, like everyone's gonna want to go out and ha- be able to do everything that they've always been doing, like with gusto. Yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent, and they'll appreciate it more. Yes, they 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 really will. <laughs> you know, because um, you'll you'll sit there and go, "Oh man, it just feels good to be out," and, and all of a sudden, you know, you're not relying on the things you thought you really needed, and it's you're just going to be happy being out and getting some work and getting some money in your pocket and right. and and going back to normality. So hopefully. You know, hopefully people will appreciate it more. I know with your business, Tony and Sally, when you guys do the, the dinner theaters, people are going to want to go back to restaurants. They're going to want entertainment. You know, yeah. you're all right. Netflixed out. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we'll be slammed like a month from I, now. I, I would think they would be because you guys put on a great show. Hey, well, li- you know? likewise, pal. And yeah, same with you guys. You know, the, I, I do think the restaurants, I, well, a couple of things, and, and this fits, you know, for what we do and for you guys. You know, I, I think one, there's going to be a lot of fundraisers. Everybody's going to be doing some kind of COVID fundraiser, so they're going to be looking for entertainment for it. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have your restaurants that are going to be looking to get, you know, looking for original ideas to get people into their place. You know, even the best of restaurants, right. they're just, but they're still going to need ways to get people back in at first. So I, I do think that uh, absolutely because you're be, not going to want to go just out to eat every night. So there's going to be right. a reason. Oh, you know what? We, instead of going out to eat, let's go to see a, a dinner theater. Let's go. You know, something. right? Well, it, like you said, they're Netflixed out, so it's more than just getting a bite mm-hmm. to eat. They're looking to do just do something out of the house. So like a comedy exactly. show, like exactly. like baseball when you know when the sports come back. I think um, the only anything. thing that we won't be craving is like maybe movie theaters because like we haven't gone to yeah. a movie, but we've seen so many movies in our living room that yeah, I true. almost just need you know live That's right. stuff. That's right. And uh, for some reason, I don't know, I haven't been seeing like there's no because since they, I guess they're they're holding back the announcements uh, for any movies coming out because nobody knows when, so you don't want to hype it and then not right. see it. Right, you know, and you know what? Netflix can go screw themselves because everybody's supposed to be in this together. You figure since they're all locked up, they can say, "You know what, guys? We're all in this together. We're not. We're going to drop the charges for a month. We're going to everyone a free trial. That's right. Why don't you come stream for a month? No, 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 no. Oh, Netflix is sitting there. 
you know, doing money masturbation, going, oh, we got everybody. Yeah. They're going to watch us today. Right. And that's really yeah, screwed exactly. up. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, there's, like, a couple of movies I wanted to watch. It's, like, sure, like, on Amazon. You could watch it for four bucks. You're, like, really, Amazon? I know. You all I've been me? doing is giving you money by shopping through you. You, I pay for Prime every year, and, you, and you're and you going to charge me another $4 to see a movie exactly. that was on exactly. four years ago? Right. And they should be calling all the studios and say, listen, we're all in this together. You Hollywood people who sit there and have all your lavish parties and, and talk about, you know, uh, income uh, uh, disparity in the income right. between America. Why don't we give the, the, the people of America, because there's a lot, what people don't understand, when I was a cop, and you folks know this too, there's a lot of lower income families who honestly just simply cannot afford the 12 or $14, whatever it is Netflix is charging now, a month. It sounds like, well, what's another $12? When you're, when you're broke, when you're a single mom, yeah. you know, and, and, and these kids are now inside and they want to know why, you know, oh, why is the virus spreading through the African-American community more or the, or the poorer communities? Why? Because you have five people in a one-bedroom apartment. That's why, you know, in apartment buildings and these people are all on top of each other and they can't get out and they're passing each other in hallways when they go out to shopping. You know, right. middle-class America, upper-class America goes to a house. You don't pass anybody. You wear a mask if you want, or you wait till the store is empty. You can distance yourself. In these poor areas, it's very difficult to distance yourself. It just is. Yeah. You know? And it would be nice if Netflix would come out and go, or Amazon would go, you know what? Stay home. Here you go. Watch what you want. Go ahead. Right. We can, Jeff Bezos can, can, can afford the two months. You know what I mean? Come on. Well, you know, the poor guy's getting divorced. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Then I take everything I just said back. I had no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, even HBO, I believe, uh, they, I think they knocked out their fees, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they did. I, I, can't, I can't confirm, but I, I thought I heard that, too. But now, all right, but that's actually, you know what? Everything that you're talking about here, you know, starting right from the very beginning, all the positive, the nice things you said, talking about Netflix, how they should be waiving their fees. I mean, this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you today. Because you, you're you're doing nothing but posting the 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 most positive stuff, and then just I believe it was just yesterday, maybe the day before, you've posted that you have an ebook that you're now putting up for free. Yeah, um, you know, thank you. Um, I just, uh, I'm, you know, I like the older I get, the more I become my father. My father was a World War II vet. Mm -hmm. Um, an orphan within the Great Depression. His his parents were killed, and he was raised by his his elderly grandparents. And you know, aunts and uncles coming in and out of their lives and stuff. But they had their own life lives going on. But my father taught me. Uh, again, I was he died when I was young, so I didn't really learn it till I got older. But his values are instilled in me. But now they're coming out. And his values mostly were: I don't care if you love me, you like me, but you're going to have to respect me, and you should show respect to everybody. And I don't also, you know, and, and he learned, I don't care about the price of things. I care about the value of something. Right. And I'm fortunate enough to have been a cop. I get a small pension, so I'm, I'm okay. I'll always have a roof over my head, and I'll always have food. Other than that, you know, if I ever want to go out, then I have to work. But I'll have the roof over my head. <laughs> so the important thing to me is, and I kid you not, um, we, there is such a joy out of helping someone Yes, if they're less fortunate, or whatever. But just to help someone who you who needs your help and appreciate your help, right? Yeah. I, I don't got to tell you guys. I mean, look, people who know your story. I mean, come on. I mean, is there a better joy than helping your kid or helping someone else's, you know, plight who's who's less fortunate than you? Don't worry about what the other guy has. Are you happy with what you have? Absolutely. And right. I'm I'm happy. 
Yep. So do I need the extra? I don't know what I even get from Amazon. If I, what do I get, a dollar a book? Do I need it? I, really? For 30 days, people are locked up. You know, read. Read, read the book. It's, it's a feel-good book. Of, it's a book about people, you know, cops that do good things, and then the news doesn't report upon them. I, I, the reason I wrote the book was to bridge the gap between the community and the police so, you know, p- community understands what the police do and the That's police who maybe aren't very patient and could learn to be more patient with the public. Read it and go, you know what, maybe I can handle it that so, way. So they're all the true stories? Way. Yeah, they're all true stories. Oh, all right. What's I, the I name of the book, that. Scott? Uh, it's called A Warmer Shade of Blue, Stories About Good Things Cops Do. And I made it free because look at all these first responders in the hospitals, you know, all the nurses and yes. doctors and, and aides that are coming out of the woodwork from different states to help more infected states. And right. it's incredible. It's incredible. You know, and, and it's, we I mentioned it here a week or so ago. Who, who would have thought that we would ever call... Uh, you know, even people working in supermarkets, heroes, but, but mm-hmm. they, they are too. I think they're kind of getting lost Absolutely. in this a little bit, but, but they are, We're, you know, that's, I think some people go there just to get out of their house, let alone get, you know, what they're essentials. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I've thanked, you know, I've gotten in the habit this last month, guys, of saying thank you for working. And you got to see the smile on those people's faces when you say it when they're at the counter. Sure. You know? No, oh, yeah, I've done this like, people and like stop and shop and stuff. I'm like, thank you for being here. They're like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, people are coming in. I saw one lady go off and curse out the pharmacist at CVS because they said you have to come in for this drug, and she's freaking out, saying, I don't want to come in. I I shouldn't have come in. You guys, and and, and she's yelling at the guy, and the guy's like, Miss, I'm going to lose my job if you don't come in for this drug. You have to come in for it. I guess it was either a sleeping or a pain or whatever it was. I guess they make you come in for it. And uh, she literally cursed at the guy, cursed him out. And, And, you know, you see the guy is completely stressed out. So I'm sure if she's cursing at him, it's not the first one. CVS has you know? drive-through too, so you know. Um, they do, but I, I think that uh, for that particular drug, you can't do a drive-through where you had oh, to come really? in and okay. sign for it. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but there, he said there was a rule that you had to come in for it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really don't know what it was. I don't know the drug. I don't, you know. But condoms. I just didn't think she's it was warranted that you curse at the guy when he's under that kind of pressure. You know. <clears throat> yeah, what you would think right now, people are, oh, you need me to co- go out? Oh, okay. Oh, there's, you mean yeah. pick up a rubber band off the street or something? Like, you know, any excuse to get the hell out the door, you know? Who cares? I know. And you know what? For a lot of couples, really, you, you guys seriously have been social distancing for like the last 15 years of your marriage, so stop. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got friends that have been, st- you know, not sleeping with each other, and now they're going, well, I've been social distancing. That's why we're never sick. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was reading on CNN today that, um, that wine purchasing is up and sex is down. Very bad. Really? Yeah. Like, I understood the wine thing, of course, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah. the sex but is wouldn't down. they go hand in hand like the exactly. wine yeah. would go up? <laughs> Interesting choice of words there. You know, if sex is down, yeah, hand, hand in hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're saying that people have like too much anxiety and worry about the future to you know go have sex. Well, maybe if they had sex, they wouldn't have anxiety. Yeah, yes. par- <laughs> apparently I don't. Ha- yeah, apparently I'm I'm not anxious or worried about anything. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are calm, so and we know I'm what's going calm. on in your world. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. And I had a bottle of wine for <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I know, this is great for me and my fiance. I'm like, you're, I have a captive audience. You can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So when this is all over, she's like, I don't ever want to see him live again. I, know, I, 
think it's been nice for a lot of people. I think people are like, wow, I actually really like him. You know, it's like nice to <laughs> spend some time at home. Oh, well, speak, speaking of fia- your fiance, did she, um, yeah. did she, did she spoil you rotten on your birthday? Your birthday was what, a week or so ago? Uh, our daughter did. She made, she made a homemade cake. Nice. And that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Every day I get out and I take my dog. I love my dog. Uh, take my dog for a hike. And, uh, my dog is just, you know, my therapy. I love it. I love her. Um, and uh, she's well-trained. She's a great pooch. And so the kid wanted us out of the house, and I came home, and there was a chocolate cake there. And, wow. You know, I mean, you can't do anything, uh, you know, but I'm good. I have everything I need anyway. Yeah, know? and, you know, like, I mean, I feel bad for, like, the – you know who I really feel bad for? Like, the seniors in high school that missed their prom oh, or their yeah. graduation. Like, they'll never have those memories. I actually hope they do something in the summer for – schools. But I know. How are these that. kids going to lose their virginity before they go to college? <laughs> you know? Well, that's, and that's why we asked about your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding on. <laughs> if she like it, she better put a ring on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was you know what great... she got me? She was, she was like, I never know what to get you. I never know what to get you, so I got you a watermelon slicer. Like a watermelon slicer. Wow, you must... You must be the guy that does have everything. If you, could, <laughs> you're the one. If you got a watermelon slicer, your house like must I was be like, a museum Ooh. of the most amazing <laughs> gifts you've ever gotten. <laughs> so about being creative, she's looking at me as I open. She goes, "You don't like it, do you?" And I'm like, "How do we get out?" <laughs> That's when the improv, you know, experience really kicks in. Well, she probably <laughs> ordered on Amazon, and it's probably the only one that isn't like you know, like things that you, that were were. We're putting off sending or something. Yeah, you know, the people at Amazon are blowing the dust off of that going, someone bought one. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have it. We ordered it nine years ago, but it's still here on the shelf. God, I hope she's not listening right now because your day is going to get very bad and long. <laughs> I know. I, I, now it's, and, it's cool, and it's like Sunny from, uh, from Bronxdale. She's locking the door going, now you can't leave. Yeah. God, I love that scene. That's probably one of my favorite I know. scenes. <laughs> We we should start start the whole call over and then just praise her so that we'll just play at that point. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Start, listen to the show from this moment on. She's great. She's no, she's awesome, man. I'm so I'm blessed. You know, she's Boom. a wonderful woman, and I'm so jealous that you got that watermelon slicer. I know, son of a bitch. We have to go home and actually use a knife. It's, it's like so a unfair. parting gift. It's like it's like a parting gift from losing on password, you know. <laughs> watermelon slicer. <laughs> along with your box of well. <laughs> along with your box of riceroni, the San Francisco tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott Baker, ladies and gentlemen, Scott, as always, uh, and I'm dead serious. Your posts are always uplifting whether it's you know just a funny post or just praising somebody for something they're doing uh and again the ebook is a, a such a great gesture uh just a super great guy and uh hopefully this shit is over soon so i can uh, so we can see you and uh yeah i'd like to you know now. what um i'm gonna try and make more of a concentrated effort to come into the studio because it's yeah, just fun thanks. you guys are great and um you know this was until this hit this was the busiest year of my career uh people were going out to the resorts Nice. And um, it was, we were making money, and we were, I mean, really, really swamped. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, the toughest part of, of doing this business is getting the gig. It's not doing the gig. Right. So, um, you know, when all this picks back up, you know, I'll definitely uh, call up and, and see if I can invite myself on the show. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Open invite, pal. 
Uh, all right, so you guys uh, stay safe. Uh, enjoy the slice. You too. And uh, we'll talk soon, pal. Yeah, thanks, guys. Be all well. Right. Bye. Scott, bye-bye. Scott Baker, ladies and gentlemen, Scott Baker. Uh, very funny. Check him out. Uh, Isaacs and Baker. Um, you know, in the meantime, you know, until things pick up again, just check them out on YouTube. They have videos up and stuff. Uh, and go get the book. Uh, what was the uh, warmer shade of blue? Yeah. Warmer shade of blue. Uh, check out the book. Uh, Scott is just a great guy. So, so go check it out. And we thank him for the call. That was very nice. And we thank Jeff Boshi for the call. Um, our apologies. We did see some other people wanted to call in today. Our apologies. We will uh, we'll be back. We'll be back on tomorrow if you'd like to call. Um, Chris Monty will be on the phone with us tomorrow at eleven forty-five. Chris Monty, another great comedian. He's got a. Uh, he's been posting some videos, a, a series on YouTube called "Everything That's Old Is New Again." It's him and Rich Walker with some very funny videos. So go check that out. Um, so our apologies if we didn't get to your call, but we appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out with us today. Uh, again, at 2 o'clock, we have Quarantine Life. Today's uh, episode is being hosted by Chef Felix, so check that out at 2 o'clock. Um, we hope to have Soul Space on at 6.30. Uh, and then uh, tonight, it's I think at 9 or 9.30, is Limo Talk with Graz. And then, uh, should we take this one last call? That's a no written all over it. Yes? I will take it. It'll be quick. You're live on the air. Who's this? 5G is a leftist conspiracy theory that the globalists are trying and the leftists are trying to give all the people in the United States and all the world a cancer <laughs> so they can have all the money themselves. No Here's way. <laughs> <laughs> which, which fucking nonsensical conspiracy theory do you want to cover first? And you are mixing the Bill Gates conspiracy theory with the 5G conspiracy theory. Which one shall I make fun of first? Well, I thought, I thought, the, yeah, I thought the 5G conspiracy theory was Bill Gates. No. All right. 5G is a new technology, as you know. Right. It's going to increase bandwidth. Right. People that read natural news and listen to Infowars think that it's a dangerous escalation of cellular technology because of the strength mm. of that wireless signal. Right. The original conspiracy theory <laughs> is 5G mm. will lead to radiation sickness and cancer. Right. That, that, that because I, yeah. of the damage it does, mm. because of the strength of the signal. There is no science to prove that. Now right. that there's a virus, people are trying to take that concept and say it's now a virus. Now, I only have one thing to say to the lickspittle rubes that think that. Then wouldn't, why would social distancing work? <clears throat> wouldn't the only way to stop the virus is shutting off all wireless? Well, right. The curve is going down with, and 5G is still out there. All right, but where's the Bill Gates? Where, I thought everything you said is exactly what I've heard, but I thought Bill Gates. Uh, no. was, so what is what's the, the Bill, Bill Gates theory? The Bill Gates conspiracy theory is he is pushing for vaccines because then this is the conspiracy theory part is because he believes that vaccines <clears throat> will kill children. And I, I didn't hear that at all. Population control. 
This stems from an interview he did on TED Talk about 2015, where he clearly stated, using statistics, that developed countries, countries that have vaccines, countries that have money, countries that have an infrastructure, the people in those countries that are more educated and have disposable income tend to have less, uh, excuse me, tend to have smaller families. Conspiracy whack jobs turned that into he wants vaccines because he wants population control to kill people. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear that at all. I heard, yeah, I'll have to dig up the video that I, that I saw because it was all Bill Gates with, fi- with the 5G. I didn't hear anything Bill Gates, about- no doubt, wants 5G. Right. But the conspiracy theories for 5G and Bill Gates are really not that. It'll probably start, but they're two kind of separate conspiracy theories right now. They're all the Alex Jones freaking weirdos that need to make something up just so in their head they could believe what's going on. It's a fucking virus. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I agree. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's just a virus. I don't believe it's that it was uh, started, like, you know, so, some people are saying it was, you know, an experiment that ran amok. Uh, one I read before was that the U.S. Army started it. Um, oh, well, okay, so <clears throat> this is what happens there. The United States and people here start pushing that it's the China flu. Right, yeah. That creates xenophobia. <clears throat> so, of course, China responds and says it comes from the U.S. Army. There's no evidence to support any of those. It came from Wuhan because those people eat fucking bats. <laughs> they eat stray dogs. It's, they cook and eat stray dogs. It's not like it's a grass-fed, farm-fucking-raised dog. It's a dog they find off the street. Of course they're going to get sick. So, so what people are also trying to do, there was the anthrax leak in Russia in the 70s? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I remember. So, I don't so remember yes, the time. there is a lab where people make chemical, <clears throat> where people, you know, try biological warfare. And there was a leak. People are blaming China for this and saying it was on purpose, but there's no evidence to support what they're saying. Anybody could say anything. I have a huge dick. There you well, go. Well, that's a conspiracy theory right there. Correct. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard in my life right there. All right, Kenny, I want to go home. There is something inherently wrong with our education system in the United States. You want to still talk about this? Where fully functioning grown adults believe this fucking bullshit. Uh, Unfortunately, yes. I mean, they get their news from Fox, OAN, Infowars, Natural News, all these weak... And the funniest thing is, the people that are the exact ones that wallow in the cesspool of fake news. It's, it's strange. There is a great documentary on HBO regarding fake news and these conspiracies and how dangerous they are. Do you remember Pizzagate? Pizzagate? No. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. Um, right-wing conspiracy folks started 
uh, posting online that Hillary Clinton and Obama were running a pedophile ring in the basement of a pizza shop in Washington, D.C. Oh, no, I, I'm glad okay. I didn't hear that one. So here, here, is, here is where it gets dangerous. Police arrested an armed man going to that pizza place that hosts kids' birthday parties, that has <clears throat> families sitting there eating pizza, and he went there to go wipe out the pedophile ring. <laughs> People are insane. People watch too much cable news. They need to pick up a fucking book because it's it's dark. It, it America is lost. Well, all right. Well, there there we go. That's what we're that's what we're saying. To go go read Scott Baker's book, uh, Warmer Shade of Blue. Uh, it's Scott, free. Scott Baker sounded fine. Sounded, Scott Baker's like, great, and I'm trying. But, yeah, it, it's great, but, and I I think the conspiracy theories are are ridiculous and funny, but. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to keep out of the left-right Fox News yeah, we finger, like, finger pointing. Yeah, thanks, thanks Seth Kenny. Rich, the Seth Rich conspiracy theory? What about Seth Rich's family that had to hear all of this I miss shit? Eric. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's crazy shit. It, and Alex Jones, thank God, he got pulled off. Of, he's, he's not allowed to, like, none of the platforms will, will, will carry him anymore. And he just got arrested for DWI. Oh, did he? So, I didn't hear that. Oh, thank fucking God. You know what? It, it, it just shows his judgment. If he's stupid enough to drink and get behind a wheel, he has poor judgment and shouldn't be fucked. But the problem is, is it, well, okay, did you see that video I posted yesterday? No. Pastor Kenneth Copeland? Uh, no, this is Tony and Sally. Okay, so Pastor Kenneth Copeland, I think it was yesterday or the other day, he looks crazy. And he said, "Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Th- come on, that, but that's funny. That that's an exact the exact type of stuff we need right now to watch to make us laugh. That stuff is so insane. Okay. And I that know there's people me, that believe it. I get that, but no, most that people made me don't. laugh. Yeah, that makes me laugh. Right at him. At right him. The right. Scary thing is he's worth eight hundred and fifty million dollars. The people oh. that follow that are fucking scary. I yeah, I agree. I totally agree." It's a sick world. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah, with that, we're getting off. So. Hey, now. Come on. Oh, yeah. Can I do it? Yeah, sorry. Peace. Later. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Kenny show. <laughs> Tomorrow, to this afternoon at 2 o'clock, check out uh, Quarantine Life with Chef Felix. Uh, tomorrow we're back at 11 a.m. Quarantine Life at 2 p.m. Tomorrow with uh, with uh, Anthony Gra- uh Sorry, with Bobby Inns. Anthony Graz is doing it on Saturday. Uh, don't forget tonight at 6:30, Soul Space with uh, Georgia uh, Limo Talk is at nine or 9:30. Um, this weekend, uh, Don Sill is doing his show. Tom Galati, lots of great stuff. So keep it locked at uh, GovsRadio.com. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 11. See ya.